Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Well, I'm so used to starting this podcast by saying, hello, Brittany Bodie, but I am flying solo as the host today. So I was struggling to figure out how to start this. So I think what I'll say is, hello, Samantha Schweitzer. And I am not alone today. I actually have a fantastic guest that we've been waiting to have on the podcast. Uh, he used to be a former coworker of ours and is now representing a brand in the franchise space that is nothing like we've ever seen before. I am so excited to introduce Scott Fletcher, the Director of Development on Shrunk 3D for Franchise Fastlane. Thank you so much, Scott, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Samantha. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm certainly excited to be here. That's that's for certain. This is a, like you said, it's a fantastic brand and it, it is really a, a differentiated brand in, in this world of franchising. So. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything like Shrunk 3D, but before we dig into that, I always love to know with people, how did you get started in franchising? What was your background? Because I know you had a really robust career before entering this world. So I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and, you know, my background is probably not too atypical from the people that you reach out and search, right? I spent... 25 years in corporate America uh, at a big box retailer. So I have a lot of sales experience. I did some operational and strategy and background uh, work with that company here in, in the Twin Cities. And my journey into franchising started in like 2019. Um, I was just looking for something a little bit different and wanted to see what else was out there. And a former colleague of mine has been in the franchise world now for, oh gosh, I don't know, probably 15, 20 years. And uh, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, talk to these folks over at Franchise Fastlane. So I was able to talk to Jen Kane and uh, found out a ton about it. And uh, Fastlane was kind of at its infancy at the time. So it was a little bit scary to me and a little bit intimidating to, to kind of take that leap of faith out of the comfort of corporate America. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at it as a blessing in disguise now, but ultimately at the time, it just wasn't the right fit. And so I passed on the opportunity and then fast forward to COVID and what <laughs> happened with COVID and retail and, and retail shopping will never be the same because of no. it. And I learned a lot about myself. Some of my biggest fears with making this transition into franchising was working for yourself, being at home, being on Zoom all day. And all of a sudden, they shut down the corporate office. They said, go work from home and go get on teams all day. And lo and behold, uh, a lot of my fears were figured out very quickly that, quite frankly, I was just as productive. I actually felt more productive. And um, But then I learned more about the landscape of what retail was going to. And my job was retail strategy and retail strategy changed. And I didn't see a path forward for my career and I wanted more. I wanted to provide more for my family. And it was time for me to take a leap of faith. So I called Jen back up and said, hey, I'm ready to make the move. And she's like, it couldn't be more of a perfect time. And wow. uh, 
the rest is history, right? And now I've been here for almost, it'll be two years in September. Um, and there's no looking back. And, and this world of franchising is fun. Uh, it brings so much energy to me. And I, I just love being able to input. And once again, I mean, kind of just talk to people again, right? Yeah. That, that's one of the things you miss in corporate America. It gets stuffy. You get comfortable. You're stuck in meetings all day. And uh, this is just a great change of pace. And, and I couldn't be more proud of myself and, and the organization that I work for and what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, I don't think I knew that you had looked at Fastlane before. Obviously, we were coworkers there, yeah. but I didn't realize that you had kind of passed on that opportunity on the front side and then came back. And COVID was kind of this reckoning for so many people to really reevaluate priorities, what you thought was going to be the career path that you would take, et cetera. And it's just interesting to hear that from you that, you know, that was what you were doing. Um, now, Shrunk 3D is an interesting brand. It's different. It's different mm -hmm. than anything we probably have seen inside of franchising. Can you explain, when you say Shrunk 3D, I know my son was like, <laughs> what do they do, shrink people? When we were asking about Maxwell's Minute, and I was like, no, I wish sometimes. <laughs> I would I would get that for my whole family, put them on a shelf for a week. <laughs> but can you explain what this brand does and what really drew you to the model? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and quite honestly, it's not that far off. Uh, it was kind of built on that 1980s hit, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, that's kind of where it stemmed from, right? Uh, but it is a mobile 3D scanning studio franchise, uh, and it's a it's one of a kind. There's no competition in the mobile space. Uh, but the the goal is to go out and create memories by using technology that really hasn't been at the forefront of consumerism. So they're kind of coining themselves in Trunk 3D as like the next generation of photography, and I think that's what's really exciting. Right? Is you're taking a technology that people have only seen or heard of in the movies or in, you know, really technology forward industries, think medical, think um, cars, think, you know, all of these different pieces that, that you can put together and kind of do R&D with. And, and that's where 3D printing really lives right now. But this is about capturing a memory. Um, and it can be at an event, it can be at uh, you know, just something that's important, capturing an, a keepsake of a family member or a dog or whatever you want it to be. And it's really about creating statues, right? Like, oh, there I it love is. that. So if you're audio only mode, Scott has Scott <laughs> on his desk and the likeness is pretty insane. <laughs> so. It is. And and I think that's what's unique. And, and right, you asked what drew me to this brand. And I think the thing right away was like, first of all, what is it? But second of all, I looked at it as a business opportunity because that's what we do. We're about creating and finding the right fit for people in franchising. And the opportunity exists because there's one, there's nothing like it. And two, this is technology forward. And it's something that is differentiated. We live in this world of service industries and beauty and fitness and um, this is something that is unlike any of that, but the business model fits with what a lot of people are looking for. The mobility piece, 
the low overhead. Like there's so many different things that in boxes that it checks. And I think that's really what drew me to this. Uh, plus I got this. So, right. Yeah. I mean, if somebody gave me a figurine of myself, I think I would, I would be all in as well. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing says narcissism. <laughs> like that, right? It's a great talking point, right? Our, our founder, Zach, uh, keeps his, uh, they, they did their own cake topper, right? And they keep it oh, on their mantle well. of him and his wife. And it's a great talking point when people come over. That is so, it's so interesting. And you did hit on some things that I think really are hot buttons for people right now, like mobility. Not everybody wants to be trapped in a lease, but mm -hmm. a lot of the exciting businesses or the passion-based businesses that you think of require brick and mortar. So when you're getting something that I would say falls maybe more on the sexy side, but you're getting that without the commitment to a lease, a 10-year lease and a personal guarantee that you're under on that, right. that is really appealing. And they've done a great job on the trailers. We've seen them. We got an opportunity to see them when we were in Austin with you guys. And it is just so fantastic. And they do. They're very attractive. They make you want to walk up to them. They've really got that marketing and branding down. Mm-hmm. Now, something that we're hearing a lot about is recessions. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer after complimenting a thousand times here, but here I come. <laughs> Products and services that are related typically to the event space can be put in the nice to have, not need to have category. So help us understand how Shrunk 3D could fare in a recession. Yeah, I think it's an excellent question. And, and yes, it is a, a hot button with everyone that we talk to. Um, and it's it's worrisome when you get into business and you have this recession and people don't have necessarily disposable income to spend and such. And you look at this and you look and think, well, is it a tchotchke item? Is it whatever? How does it play? How does it fit? Um, there's a couple things, right? Is yes, this does fit in that event space. And there's two different types of events that we look at. One is these massive events, these Comic Cons, the Renaissance festivals of the world, um, where they're massive, massive events that are in multiple cities, multiple states, et cetera. And you have the opportunity to get in, and it fits very well with the product. But I think it can become a little bit more granular and being involved in input in your community. And I think that ties to the recession because when I look at the opportunity and what it is that we're creating, like, so here's an example, once again, audio only, you can't see this, but there's a, a statue of a, a, a boy with a soccer ball, like a soccer club statue, right? And I think about the opportunity and, and where it lives and how somebody can, can make money in this business. And it's in investing in the community. Every community has soccer clubs, basketball, softball, volleyball, dance, those types of things, which live on throughout recessions. And there's an opportunity for you to get involved in your community and even give back to those, right? This is a very, very high ticket, uh, high average ticket price and high margin business. You have margin to give back as you inject yourself in the community. And I think that's where the opportunity therein lies. And then Sales 101 will also tell you, never sell out of your own pocket and never assume somebody won't spend money on something, right? Like that's just the nature of, of sales in general. 
you know, we spend a significant amount of time in the summer at the baseball field. We are mm-hmm. constantly travel team little league. And as you held that soccer kid up with the soccer ball and, you know, if you guys aren't, if you're just listening, we do have this available on YouTube. If you're dying to see what these look like, I think it's so interesting because I thought of all the parents immediately on our team. We have a travel team of 12 boys Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's one parent that is shelling out money for doing all of these things with these guys that wouldn't want to have a 3d version of their child holding a bat in their catcher's gear, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. So that's really, that's just a really good thought. And there are however many teams throughout our area and we're in a smaller area, but still that's just an, a really, really abundant opportunity. I would it say is. just and, those things. And it's an example that I use. Cause the other thing too, yeah, my, my two boys, my oldest who's seven is just getting into the baseball phase and right. And he plays in these leagues and every year they get participation trophies. That's what <laughs> they do in kids sports now. And he gets like this little wooden bat and he uses it and torments his brother with it. (laughs) But ultimately, like, what if the participation trophy was a statue of the kid? Right. And you say, hey, it's $200. It just gets passed through to the parent in the dues. And some of that money goes back into the club from the, the franchisee. All of a sudden, that becomes a recurring revenue, which is recession resistant. When you talk about recurring revenue, right? People are looking for recurring revenue. These baseball clubs, these soccer clubs live on, even though people may move away or kids may be graduating and going on to other sports or college or whatever it may be. So there is that opportunity. And I just wanted to throw that in because like, that's a just something to think about because people want recurring revenue as well in a recession. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of momentum with this brand already. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about what's drawing people in. If you had to really think through the things, the common themes that you're hearing from people about what they're most excited about with Shrunk 3D, what would you say that it is? You know, I it, it checks so many boxes, first of all. But I think the the first and foremost box that it checks is this mobility piece and the ability to work when, where, and how frequent you want to. For anyone that wants to start a business or get into business ownership, the, the number one question they have is how much time am I going to spend on this business? Once yeah. I open the doors, what's my commitment? And when you have a mobile business, and this is essentially a sales and marketing business. That's really all it is. You have the ability to start and put as much or as little effort into it as you want. Depending on what your goals are and where you want to go, um, you can do that. And the mo- mobile businesses offer that to you. Couple in low overheads with low employee counts. You have no inventory you know, in mobile, generally people think about food trucks, right? You would have no food spoilage. You have no leases. You have no landlords. There's so many boxes that the, this checks. But overall, the simplicity uh, in nature and in your ability to really put as much time into it from a startup perspective is what's drawing people in. The flexibility is so interesting because I think the biggest fear, and when I talk to clients, they're like, 
well, I'm leaving corporate America because I have no flexibility mm-hmm. or I'm staying in corporate America and I'm adding this already to a very busy life. Right. The ability to say, well, we're in Europe for two weeks. And so I don't want to task whomever is on our staff with this. We're just not going to take anything from mm-hmm. July 1st to July 15th. We are just not doing anything our first year open. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And I, I can't think of another business in my inventory right now that has the ability to say, you know what, this is a really special time for our family and to avoid anything happening, we're just not going to be in business for these two weeks. That's just mm-hmm. not the way we operate in the United States typically. So that's pretty cool to be able to do that. I And I would agree. And I think the other thing you have to think about too, is if it's two weeks, if it's months, if it's whatever it is, with this and in this event space, if you know you have a big event coming up, you can make up any lost revenue based upon what you're doing, right? And and that's kind of the beauty of it. There's a there's a method behind the madness, um, and it's really about your reach in your community or in your event centers or whatever it may be. And I think that's when when we talk to individuals about Shrunk 3D it really starts resonating with them and they may not understand the statue side or 3d printing and the photography side of things. But all of a sudden, when we talk about the business opportunity, that's when it hits. Yeah. And you guys have been on a run. You guys have placed quite a few franchisees here in the last six to nine months. Can you tell me a little bit about what they have in common what they're, you know, what they're really like, what these franchisees look like. And then also, what does a day in the life look like for them? What's their staffing model? Just kind of give us the rundown on the avatar, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And I I was, you know, trying to be prepared for this. And so I was just looking (laughs) at some of the numbers, right? And uh, so since March, we've had um, nine placements for about 20 territories. So we've seen some really good movement in, in this infancy of, of Shrunk 3D. And the one thing I can tell you is that they don't look alike. Our owners don't look alike. They all have different goals and aspirations with this business. We just had a franchisee buy out a market because he saw the value in it. It's Nashville, right? Nashville. Oh, yeah. Right. The opportunity. He didn't want somebody else to come in and take up half of it or whatever it is. And so his model is going to look very different. He's immediately going to go to hiring employees and having marketing agencies, um, you know, but he owns a signage company. So he gets it right. Like so there there's that. And then there's the husband and wife, like the power couples who love to grind. Right. They have day jobs. And they love to grind on nights and weekends and, and have extra right. extra money coming in, whether it's to support their family, whether it's just extra discretionary money. It, like, it, it doesn't matter. Um, we have those that are transitioning out of corporate America. Um, and then, you know, th- there's, there's just a, such a wide variety. Like, I really can't pinpoint one. But what I can tell you is, is the day in the life looks very similar. Um, 
they focus on being part of their community first and foremost, because that's the easiest opportunity you have at the lowest opportunity cost. You can go after the big fish and the Comic-Cons and the Renaissance festivals, but there's opportunity costs. You may have to spend $5,000, $6,000 to get your booth parked at it, which means you have to sell that much more in order to, to break even for that event. And so when you have those abilities to get in, the people that are winning and winning quickly are injected in their communities. And I, I you know, I it just reminded me too about uh, two other franchisees that have come on board and, and they're in the real estate world. They're real. That tracks. That it tracks. does. What are realtors really good at? Networking and marketing. Yep. That's what you have to do well. And that's how franchisees are going to win in this space. That's so interesting that they are very, it's, it sounds very diverse. And the markets that you guys have placed are also diverse. Mm -hmm. Now, this would be considered an emerging brand in, in industry speak. And for anybody listening, going, well, I'm trying to figure out what industry speak is. That's why I'm a <laughs> podcast. Yep. That is really a brand with under 50 units sold, a brand that's really just kind of getting their legs underneath them, but has the system, the support and the finances to make people like our consultants at Frampath and, and Scott and Franchise Fastlane invest and feel good about where they're at. So how is Shrunk 3D supporting these franchisees? What are they doing in the support category? Because that comes up a lot. It does. Um, and there's, a, there's two things I want to hit on. One is the franchisor, Zach, uh, along with his, his uh, co-founder, Micah, have done a fantastic job of making this simple. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces that I want to hit on. But first of all, Zach was a franchisee in another system. That's so cool. this is a franchisor who has been a franchisee and has built his system on what he's seen wrong and what he doesn't want to, you know, duplicate from the bad side of things. And so the simplicity piece was one, right? And that is, this is sales and marketing. If, uh, franchisees go out and they have to do the sales, they got to draw people in, they got to talk to them, they got to sell, then they got to do the scans, and then they upload the scans. That's their job as a franchisee. From there, everything is handled on the back end by the franchisor. So the design phase, the printing phase, the shipping phase, all of that is done by the franchisor and the back end teams. So really the focus for franchisees becomes sales and marketing. And we're, we're working through the opportunities of how do we tie together local marketing with corporate marketing? Because right now the franchisor is focused on the big picture of how do we get shrunk out there to create opportunity for franchisees, right? right. And ideally it comes down to partnerships. They've already got a partnership with the military. They're one of 13 companies who has been able to, I, let's use the word, infiltrate the military, right? Yeah. And, and become partners with them and get on their bases. Wow. Go out there for graduations and new recruit days and those types of things. And, and uh, our franchisees are earning revenue, but we want to go a step further. And uh, there's more to come on the horizon there. But ultimately, what we're thinking about is how do we get into national marketing and licensing agreements 
and being able to perhaps use the likeness of celebrities and athletes and things like that, not to necessarily generate revenue for franchisees by, you know, just going out and selling thousands of statues of an, of an athlete or a celebrity, but how do you pair it with the person that's coming up to the booth and saying, Hey, I can get you a statue with you and your favorite celebrity or athlete. And now all of a sudden you're creating revenue. And so that's their biggest focus. Um, and how do they support and kind of open up the doors for franchisees now and future state? And I think then what they really focus on is, is just driving all the back end resources, right? Hey, here's where you want to focus on from a marketing perspective. Go and hire, you know, and, and partner with a, a marketing company. You don't have to spend a ton, but this is social media. This is viral. You may think your posts on Instagram are getting tons of views. You don't know tons of views until you work with somebody who understands social media. They've built the software. They own the software. They have all the ability to remote in and help people in the field so that if you're at an event and something goes wrong, you can call them. They can get you back up and online. Um, They've built redundancies in the backups and in the all the technology inside the the booth itself, so that you can actually still take a scan if your some of your cameras and videos and things like that go down. So the it's all been thought through, and and I just tie it back to the simplicity, Mark, and and what they've truly built to be able to support franchisees. That's huge. And I think that is the number one fear, right? You have this huge event and you're out there and then something happens. And typically, you know, if you're a sales and marketing professional, maybe tech support isn't your number one skill set. So I love hearing that not only can they advise you, because I know when I'm on the phone with tech support, I'm like, I don't know where that is. I can't (laughs) find that. I don't know what that even means but they're remoting in and just doing it for you. So if I'm as a franchisee, I'm like, well, that, that appeals to me. So you've shared a ton of information. I I think I'm more excited about this brand now than I was before. And I've listened to presentations and I've seen it live. And I think we just need to be reminded sometimes of why different is fantastic because in business right now, it's very hard to have a first mover advantage. There are a lot of businesses out there. There are a lot of fantastic, innovative people. But Chunk 3D has first mover advantage across the United States. And franchisees are going to be on the forefront of this type of business. And there's nobody competing with them right now at a national level. That gets me excited. So I'm excited to see where you guys are going to go with this one. Now, Scott, we end this podcast every single time with two questions. Uh Oh, the first one I know, dun, dun, dun. What's the worst thing that you've ever just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, that wasn't on the list you sent over earlier. (laughs) It's one of our We'll be fine. (laughs) We can cut it. But what is actually the best advice that you have ever received? Oh man, you know, I, I tie it back to just my life in, in retail and working through what is corporate America. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard is to just be curious. And I, I was like, 
quite honestly, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But then I, I thought about it and I'm like, you know, when you're curious about things, you learn whether or not it's positive, negative, the curiosity can pique your interest at any point in time. And I think quite honestly, it translates very well to this brand because people don't know what it is and people may not understand it. And people may think, you know, it, it's just another bobblehead, right? Um, but if you're curious and you want to learn more and see if it's the right fit, like then ask the questions and learn more, be curious. That's all I can really say. My mentor in sales told me to be naturally curious. Just yep. don't be out of line. Don't, you don't have to go probing for things, but just being naturally curious. And I think I had kind of forgotten that advice until you just brought that up. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the smartest people that I know that really have done big things in our industry, outside all of those things, I think of my husband he's naturally curious about everything. He's like tracking the migration of certain whales um, at the same time as he's tracking the stock market. So I think it's just interesting that you you brought that up because it does correlate so strongly with this brand. Now, franchising is one of those things that when you're in it, you're in it. Most people don't leave the industry. It's kind of a special place. You know, you may float around, buy a few businesses, work for franchisors, become a franchisor, do all of the different things, but people don't leave when they're in. So you've experienced it now for two years up close and personal. What is your personal and compelling reason for being in the franchise industry? Yeah, you know, I've thought about this and I talk through this with every candidate that I speak with, and it, it really resonates because when you think about people who are looking at franchising, they have a goal in mind, and it's our job to figure out what is that goal, right? Is it diversification? Is it corporate America exit? Is it be my own boss? Is it generational wealth? It could be any one of those reasons. It could just be, I don't have a job. Right. And our goal is to help them with that. And I think the compelling reason for me is franchising can be molded into whatever you want it to be. And I then look at it a layer further and it's about fit and it's about the right fit. And everyone focuses on, is it something that I'm going to fall in love with? Is it the new sexy, flashy thing that's out there? And I would venture to say nine times out of 10, when a person buys a franchise, it's not something that they ever imagined they would be a part of, but they've bought it because it fits. Yeah. And that's what I leave everyone that I talk to with is just that piece to start thinking about that because you never know what you're going to look at or what somebody like yourself uh, Samantha is going to bring to someone based upon what that what it is that that person's looking for. And, and franchising is just this opportunity for us to mold it to whatever goal that person has in mind. We share that so many times on our on our calls and with clients. That's very common thread. And it's so true. I I can't tell you the amount of people that said, I thought for sure I was going to be in this because I love this. And, you know, we share with people all the time. If you love something, but it's not the right fit, if you tell me 
I don't want to work with high school students. That's really not exciting to me. And you say, well, what I really want to do is own a fast food restaurant. That's been my dream. I love food. You're going to work with high school students. You're going to work nights and weekends. If those things are not what you want to do, we have to find a different package. It sounds like Shrunk 3D is probably part of the group that we should introduce. And I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I'm excited that you were able to join us today, Scott. We are missing Brittany, but I think we did. Oh, I hope we did okay without her. Uh, but I'm just really, really excited that we're going to be able to show this to clients and to bring this forward and to have a first mover in our inventory. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate the time and just uh, best wishes to Brittany. So. so if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.